This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Spinner. Welcome to Notebook, your guide to art, culture and tourism here in Tokyo and throughout Japan. I'm Stuart Monroe, and around this time each Monday, Wednesday and Friday, I'll bring a selection of local news and views. On today's episode, the film director Shinsuke Sato's Kingdom, but first, masks. From March the 13th, Japan will end its request for mask wearing, finally leaving the question of whether to wear one or not up to you. It's been four years since the initial outbreak, and the government's been steadfast in recommending masks throughout, with different situations calling for different conditions. But March will see that recommendation change to something different, sort of. New guidelines state that masks are no longer necessary when travelling by public transport, but recommend them anyway, especially when visiting hospitals, the elderly, or when showing signs of being sick yourself. And from April 1st, Schools will be mask-free too, but how this relaxation differs from the current situation remains to be seen. The current rules are not legally binding, and the government's already said that masks outdoors are no longer necessary. All this comes as news of 799 new infections in Tokyo were confirmed yesterday, down 1,488 from the week before, with the daily tally falling below 1,000 for the first time since last June. According to the Mainichi Shimbun newspaper, several members of an investment consultancy were arrested on suspicion of fraud, having planned to build a resort on a deserted island using diverted funds. Police have arrested the president of Tokyo-based Fritch Quest for allegedly defrauding investors of some 20 billion yen, roughly 152 million US dollars, while buying the uninhabited island for 80 million yen, or 610,000 US dollars, in spring of 2021. He bought a cruise ship to sail to and from the island, and had planned to build a resort there too, inspired by Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch in California, even going as far as naming their project after the late star's estate. And finally, Chiba to the east of Tokyo is developing a new AI-powered service, helping residents dispose of household rubbish more easily and more ethically. The city introduced a 24-hour AI-powered chatbot last July, helping residents divide and dispose of packaging and household material. But the project seemed few adopt the system, with less than 5,000 people using the service each month. Residents can now send pictures of waste to the chatbot from their smartphone, which the chatbot interprets, suggesting the best form of disposal. City officials are hoping that the more it's used, the more the system will grow in strength and accuracy. For now though, the project will remain in its test phase until December, and if all goes to plan, the city will consider rolling out its image-based AI across Chiba sometime early next year. Following on from last week's note about the hit Netflix series Alice in Wonderland, we take a brief look at its director Shunsuke Sato, whose previous works have touched on themes of gameplay, redemption as well as the city, 
before heading off in surprising directions. His 2018 film Uniyashiki is originally based on manga written by Hiroya Oku, where a middle-aged office worker and a young man are turned into walking weapons, one battling the other as the old man attempts to bring down the young man hell-bent on destruction. Library Wars from 2013 is a slightly more grounded affair, and borrows some of its origin from the novel Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury, while based on a series of novels by Hiro Arikawa, later adapted into manga and a series of anime films. Library War's basic premise, as with Bradbury's own novel, pictures a society suspicious of knowledge. In the film, government gives arms to a branch of law enforcement to destroy books it deems seditious. But fissures within government grow, and the library force is set up to protect such printed matter, ending in a literal war for control over the written word. Ten years on from the film's release, and a similar story is now taking place in the US, where books deemed questionable are being banned in schools across states and country. The fireman from Bradbury's novel and the library force from Arakawa's book and Sato's film now sit at one end of a conversation happening in real life. A conversation regarding fact, fake news and politics. Sato's adaptation of the manga series Gantz from 2010 and then again from 2011 sit at the other end of a storyline he later explores with Alice in Borderland where Tokyo is a way station of sorts between life and death. Gantz is another manga by Hiroya Oku, where two young men plucked from death play a semi-posthumous game of hide-and-seek. The premise stems in part from the Robert Sheckley novel Immortality Inc., where the disembodied mind of the novel's protagonist is medically transported to a future body, but with little knowledge of what life there will be like. His latest film, the third part in the Kingdom series set in feudal China, is released in July a live-action adaptation of a popular manga that has so far sold over 60 million copies. It'll be interesting to see how this new film fares at the box office, its success, a likely indication of whether we'll ever see a third season of Alice in Borderland. Perhaps Kingdom 3 will be the director's own Joker card, a card flashed briefly in the final moments of the Netflix series guiding Alice back to reality, a card that hopefully guides the rest of us back to Borderland, and more films by director Shinsuke Sato. That's it for this episode of Notebook. Be sure to check in on Wednesday, February the 15th. And if you enjoyed this or any of the episodes so far this year and throughout 2022, you can rate us on Apple Podcasts or spread the word online. You can also email the Notebook team, notebook.podcast at gmail.com or even leave a voice message at speakpipe.com forward slash notebook with thoughts of future episodes. Until next time though, thanks for listening. This has been Notebook. Thank you.